five. Five dollars. As I mentioned earlier, if you're new to our show and you're not familiar with Blank Check Ben, he is, uh, he's an action player. He's a lot of fun. But he is certainly prone to tilting. In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we get to see some titans of poker clash hard in this hand. Ben from Under the Gun Plus One, $600,000 Zeep at $500,000 with a $2,000 big blind ante, raises it up with pocket twos. Fine and good. Over round to Rob Young on the button with 7-5 offsuit. Playing $1 million deep effective with the big blind, Alan Keating. Robbie Ong calls with a 7-5 offsuit. I would recommend against this. Over around to Alan Keating with 9-6 of hearts in the straddle. He decides to see the flop. Perfectly fine and standard. 3,000 to try to win a ton. Fine and good. Let's see what the flop brings. And you wonder if a, does that begin to happen at some point? Does he rebuy? Bump it up. Make it forty thousand. Keating, not a believer, is going to attack Rob's button bet. Nine high is the best hand right now, so just raising for value. Look at this, though. We're playing poker now. Rob has made the call. He doesn't believe it either. The flop comes 10, 3, 2, 1 heart. Alan Keating has backdoor flush draw, backdoor straight draw, and undercards. Ben has an underpair. Rob Young has 7 high with a gut shot. Three powerhouse hands. It checks around to Rob Young. The pot's 18,500, and he goes for 14,000, which I think is reasonable. Um, as you are deeper and deeper stacked, it does become viable sometimes to use larger bet sizes. But I think Rob would probably do a little bit better off just betting smaller in this scenario because as you bet smaller, when you do happen to get raised, you can actually continue. But if you bet something like 14,000 and someone happens to raise big, now you probably just have to fold, which is annoying because you really, really, really want to play hands that can draw to the nuts. But whatever, he goes 14,000. Alan Keating with his really, really bad draw. He's not a believer. He goes to 40. Now, you may be surprised to see this small raise size, but it turns out when you're playing very deep stacked in situations where you in the big blind or straddle in this case can have a lot of effective nut hands like sets and four three and maybe even 10 four suited and 10 three suited. And you don't expect Rob Young to have that many of them because maybe he three bets tens preflop and he doesn't play the 10 three suited. This is a spot where you can just check raise a decent amount of the time using a small size especially if you think Rob Young's going to take too many stabs at the flop with all sorts of nonsense. Now, maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I don't know Rob's strategy, but Keating does go for it with a small check raise. And what this does is it puts Rob in a spot where he has to continue very wide because after Ben folds, Rob is getting really, really good pot odds. I mean, you got to realize at this point, he has to put in 26 to try to win essentially a hundred, right? And... Will Rob realize 25-ish percent equity in position? I mean, probably. So he can't really go around folding a whole lot of hands, and that's going to be especially the case if Keating is check-raising stuff like 9-6 of hearts. 
to be fair. If you know he's check-raising a ton in the spot, you can actually click it back on him and then put Keating in an equally bad spot. But who knows what Keating is doing? He mixes it up. Sometimes he has a nut. Sometimes he has nothing. So Rob does opt to call, which I think is fine. It's an annoying spot, but uh, you got to stick around with a gut shot sometimes. Let's head to the turn. So Rob floating with a gut shot. Just under $100,000 in the pot. And the cards are correct. Keating with nine high, Rob with seven high. <coughs> Keating not gonna slow down. By the way, Rob has picked up a double gutter. Can catch a deuce or a six. $169,000 in the pot. It's $70,000 to call if you're Rob. But he's got seven high. You got the five, six? No. Kidding, not lying. Keating with absolutely nothing. Except some courage. And Rob has made the call. What's the plan on a blank? Nearly a quarter of a million dollars in the pot. This might be the best hand of the night. The turn is the Ace of Clubs, which is an interesting card because I would have to presume a lot of Keating's small flop check raises are gonna be hands like top pair as well as some nuts, like we talked about, plus various draws. And the ace is really, really bad for the tens, right? So when Keating bets 70,000, a kind of chunky bet into the 100,000 pot, it's almost like he's not saying he has a 10 all that often anymore. This is a scenario as well where Rob could easily have an ace. He would definitely bet the flop a large chunk of the time with ace two or ace five for a gut shot, and he's certainly not gonna fold the turn to any bet. So this is a spot where I think Keating does have to be very careful to not just drastically overbluff. And uh, to be fair, if he's taking the nine, six of hearts and just going for it, this might be drastically overbluffing. Who knows? However, if Rob's going to call the turn with a lot of ace two and then fold to a big river bet, then obviously it's a great play, right? If you can make your opponent fold almost everything, then blasting off is really, really good. And this is what you can do to people when you are playing very, very deep stacked. So anyway, Keating does go 70,000 over to Rob. Again, he's getting reasonable pot odds. He needs to realize 25-ish percent equity in position, and he has a double gut shot straight draw. Double gut shot straight draws are very good. You can't go around folding those. So, Rob sticks around. Let's head to the river. Simply because neither player has anything. And the river's a five. So Rob hits a pair of fives. Keating with nine high. And it looks like 140,000, give or take. 160. 160. 
in the 239. Fascinating hand. Rob has not believed him throughout. The river is the five of hearts, giving Alan Keating four hearts and nine high. That's not very good. And giving Rob a bad pair. Alan, not afraid. I think he has to bluff on this river. He does go for it. 160K, about two thirds pot. You may ask, why does he have to go for it here? This is a spot where some of Keating's nonsense bluffs on the flop will have a two. And Rob basically never has a two. And on top of that, because Rob very rarely is going to have a two in this spot, Keating can value bet with hands like two pair for this two-thirds pot size bet, just trying to get called by hands like an ace or a hero called 10. So I think this is a spot where Keating with this size can actually go pretty wide for value. And as you're going pretty wide for value, you get to have a decent amount of bluffs in your range. And obviously the nine hide is not going to win at the showdown. So I like this bet by Keating. Let's see if Rob can make... A pretty optimistic call. Try the pot, please. Mm. Rob Young on the right side of your screen has not believed Keating throughout this hand. And now he's got a pair of fives. Can he make this call? No, he lets it go. And Keating shows. After a bit of deliberation, Rob realizes he beats almost nothing, except for the 9-6, and he lets it go. And then Alan, to try to tilt Rob, shows him the bluff. What I want to know before we leave here is what is the main reason that you show bluffs? Do you never show the bluff? Do you do it because you like tilting your opponents and making them lose their minds? Do you like to set them up for next time you have value? Or do you do it just to look like a boss? Take a second and let me know what you do in the comment section below. Oh, thank you, darling. Oh, somebody asked you if you have five, six, you have to answer. I have one, two, right? <laughs> he said no, he was telling the truth. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes, I have a bumpy two, right? That's that one. I that's smelt, my one. I smelt it. Rob, that's my People show bluffs for all sorts of reasons. I personally don't show bluffs very often unless I'm very friendly with the person and I'm trying to do them a favor. Now, look, you shouldn't be doing people favors at the poker table all that often, but there is a lot of merit in just generating goodwill in life in general. That said... Some of you who are a little bit more uh, battling types of people than me, maybe show it to tilt your opponents. There's nothing wrong at all with showing your opponents that you bluffed them, you crushed them, you got them. Just make sure that your opponents are not going to utilize that information better than you do. But if you pick your opponents well, some of them are going to go off the deep end. I actually discuss this concept of going off the deep end and tilt in my newest book, 100 Tips to Master No Limit Hold'em. 100 Essential Tips to Master No Limit Hold'em. If you master these 100 things in this book, you're going to crush your opponents. And if you don't, well, you're going to be floundering around and maybe you'll win, maybe you won't. This book is chock full of information. Lots and lots of good, strong GTO and exploitative strategy. Also, a decent amount on tilt and tells and bluffing and all that. Check it out. We will put links in the description below.
Good luck in your games. Have fun. Make the most of your opportunities. And when you decide to run a big bluff, I hope it gets through.